Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Biggs. I'm in here today with Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. We uh, This show is brought to you by 13th Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That's me and Jonathan, yours truly. Uh, if you're out there, if you're a business owner, or if you're just out there and you're interested in being on this ride, if you give back to the local live entertainment community in some form or fashion, give us a holler, man. Maybe we can work together and figure something out. We uh, try to give as much shout-outs to our local people as we possibly can. Uh, speaking of that, <clears throat> we got a local punk band in with us today. Uh, well, two members of a local punk band here in today, uh, The Killings. We've got Shane Montgomery and Simp here. Is it Heron? Heron. Heron. Heron yeah. Okay. How you guys doing, man? Good. Uh, we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't get quiet on me now that no, the mics are not. on. Okay. We're, <laughs> we're going to be like, uh, yeah. It's funny hmm. to see that How's happen sometimes, going, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Like we've had, uh, who we had a uh, Vegas Vago on actually. He, he was one that when you hear his music, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, all right, yeah. This guy's animated. And then, and then he when he, he got in front of the mic, right up to the moment, he was talking to us, everything was great, and then we go, all right, we're on. It was like, oh, no. <laughs> Why did he stop talking? <laughs> See, that's why I'm happy Sims here. Yeah, dude, I'll talk. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep I'll, talking. You, you'll be lucky to get a word in maybe later. <laughs> You're like, uh, we were asking the questions, but then he just confessed everything. Well, hey, <laughs> I, I think we, we both kind of, we're all uh, trying to sell each other stuff nowadays. He's with he's doing more bands. I got 13 Step Tone Solutions. Y'all are doing the, the killings. Uh, how long have you guys been around? Uh, we started in late 2016. Yeah. Simp came along as first bass player in summer 2017. Yeah. Well, the last bass player, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Up to and including current status. Uh, well, um, I haven't told you yet. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Spinal Tap moment on the show. Oh, wait. That's the drummer. The drummer's... Oh, I can't remember that movie. The drummers always die, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we just get into like a butter knife the, fight the freak, out right over here on the Freak side. gardening accident. I think if you're going to get a new bass player, that's I want like that Michael Jackson like taping the knives to your hand like kind of thing fight. That's what I want. Let us battle it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're going to do it, let's make it as as absurd as possible. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be the outsiders, and it is going to be a rumble. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> how, how did you guys come into uh, into each other's orbit and uh, start start doing this thing? Ooh, this is a while. We've known each other since yeah. Simp's first real band and my first real band back in the early 2000s. Yeah, pain, we used to play, and I used to play for Pain Relief, and he played for uh, the Pseudo Dropouts, and he uh, he actually wind up, his band, he had like a whole tour scheduled, and his whole band just skipped on him. So he was like, hey, if your band wants to go on tour with us and play as my band, too, for this tour, then and that's kind of how we met. And then ever since then, we've been friends, and he actually wind up marrying the sister of our lead singer at the time. So mm. it's pretty cool. 
That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Quick. <laughs> well, did uh, did it come in like you guys just had some songs or do I mean like you said it's like we got to go on tour, you know, and and uh, with the punk rock Mine, ethos it's kind of a make it happen type of deal, you know. My band was I got signed to a small independent label out of Delaware at the time called Satan Records, which is also still around as a Florida label that I think does not have a connection, even though there is resemblance to the other label. Um, but then they put out a compilation with just different bands around, just, hey, calling all bands, send in your stuff. His band got on the compilation with us, and that's how we knew is just the label went, hey, there's a band out of Oklahoma City. I was living in Miami, Oklahoma at the time. A uh, super superior scene in Northeast Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. uh, small man. town, Northeast Oklahoma. There's not much yeah. up there. Man. Oh, there is uh, at all. There's casino. Yeah. That, if you can get yeah. into casinos, you're great. You can do one of yes, the cover there, there songs. There is casinos. Uh, no offense to the cover bands. Two or three. But yeah, I never, I, I never played in any cover band. I mean, it would be fun to do it someday just for fun, but I've always been a guy that always wrote music and played music. If anybody has a like, Beach Boys tribute band, I think Simp would, I, I would really like it. to I, play that. He might be the Mike Love yeah. in it. Yeah, with maybe, a, maybe even a captain's Brian Wilson. captain's hat and everything. No, you're a Mike Love man. <laughs> what you guys wouldn't break out any pet no, sounds? Any like, selections? Uh, or, I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to be in it. <laughs> Sloop John B would be. Yeah, I would. I would. Pull, we actually I, did I like them, but I'm time, and we didn't even know how to play it. Like they just went with it, but, <laughs> and we pulled it off for like we didn't. I don't know. We I think we left a verse and a chorus off, but it, it you're was very enough. generous, man. <laughs> Pulling that song off, it was funny. It was, but Simp will be available as a Mike Love uh, tribute <laughs> artist in your Beach Boys tribute band. Yeah, <laughs> the Kokomo. <laughs> what question were we on? I, <laughs> it, it was okay. We we're talking about Miami, Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, Northeast Oklahoma. Yeah, the the compilation. Off, uh, it was a good compilation too. That was a really good compilation they put out where you guys were on it. We were on yeah, it. it Bed Rockers really were on it. Yeah, there was a lot of good bands on that. Um, we got like back in the old days, you know. It was. No, that's back when you handed out like 500 flyers at the mall and 10 oh. people show up. You I, know, uh, that's the kind of days. Those I actually actually have a pain relief CD from back then. Nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Because I used to be one of those people that would walk around the, the, the mall and be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, you're going to a show, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're you know? going to a show tonight. Here's this, get, you know, the, get the, the last the breath of the flyers. Man, yeah. That was, that was good old days. Yeah. Yeah. We call it the ghetto days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So y'all got. When did y'all hook up? As far as like when you when did you come back from north north? I moved Oklahoma? here in two thousand four, which was right after. Like we went and toured in two thousand three. Um, I moved up here early two thousand four, and I've been here since. But I just stopped. I just kind of stopped. It it wasn't really interesting me anymore. Um, and then about 2015, I saw a, I, I went to a show with our other guitar player. Um, and it just like, I, I walked out going, I don't know what the hell I just watched. Cause it was that good. Oh. I went and saw a video at the Opolis and there was, you know, a normal show. There was like 10 people there. Um, and they were just incredible. 
and it made me actually want to start uh uh, playing with people again, more of being more open to a trusting relationship with people that you play with. Being in a band is complicated. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always hear people say, oh, band is like a marriage. It's it's not like a marriage. It's different. But mm-hmm. it is a complicated relationship nonetheless. Yes. And uh, especially when you, yeah, when it's the bigger the band, the more. How many people do y'all have in the band right now? Four. Four. Yeah. four? So. four. I mean the the power trio like the ZZ Tops of the world like it's like I can see where that can work way easier because as soon as you get four or five more and more it's like oh man it's the psychology in it can be uh, I think four was really almost necessary with us just with Dave being the other guitarist and really filling out the sound that we that we wanted to have with this band I think yeah. And and now now that we have even Dustin playing with us, everything to, I think we really we're we're clicking on all you know cylinders now. Mm-hmm. Our old drummer Christian, he was he was a great drummer and everything too. I'm actually doing another project with him now. Um, Ex lead singer of uh, with also a guy named Jerry. Uh, we're started a band called Alpha Seed too. We're we're gonna be out there before you know it too. Um, but Christian was like really. He's kind of like, you know, I I kind of feel like he put the power to us when we were starting out early on our first drummer and everything and now Dustin's kind of like he's carrying it on cuz Christian he he wanted to go with other projects basically and he's he's a really good friend and I I still try to like, you know, you know, show some love to him, you know, let him know that he was he was part of our early comings and everything. He just kind of had other things on his agenda. So, yeah, schedules lining up as a yeah, uh, you know. Well, he likes more of the thrashy stuff too, you know. And I I respect that, you know, because mm-hmm. that's that's the stuff he likes. Well, Andy know? was playing with us for a while, five, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, five years, almost so. five years at least. So, and he was like, "Hey guys, I'm going to step." But I'm glad that I got him. You know, at least he's going to get back out there and do some cool stuff with us. It's going to be fun. <laughs> he finished so. the shows. He was straight up. And yeah. still love him. Yeah, and now we got Dustin. Guy. Now Dustin, and I actually play also in Caught Stealing with. Yeah, uh, we play together. Yeah, Dustin's been on the show a couple times. Dustin's a lot of fun. Yeah, man. good dude. Like, good dude. <laughs> he, he gets me cracking up. So I'm I'm happy we have all these great friends that we can play with, and you know, have a little circle that we kind of we all get down and and jam, and we can do what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, I've always um, been the bass player. <laughs> do you guys have? Uh, Projects coming up towards the end of this year. I, I know y'all have the gig coming up at the Blue Note. We're going to talk about that mm-hmm. too. Um, but as far as uh, besides what we're going to listen to, is there any projects coming up this to wrap this year up that y'all want to get out there? Or? No, we we're going to have two EPs out for sure. It's going to be this one, which the songs that we sent over all are going to be from this first one we're going to put out. Uh, and then once that gets released, somewhere around six months from then, we'll put out another one with the other four songs. We went and recorded eight songs. Uh, these first four are getting mastered right now. They got sent off today. Um, so the ones that we have will be the rough mix of them, but uh, pretty excited. Yeah. Is it, good. We just want to give you guys a taste. So you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, we can go and listen. Well, play the, what was the first one on that list called? I can't remember. Um, let me see. Uh, Desperate Living, Hard Times, and Road to Nowhere. I think Desperate Living was the first one I listened to. Let's do that one. Then we'll break it down, kind of talk about how it all came to be. Word. Thank you. 
that's not mastered? No. Sounds sounds pretty good. <laughs> no. I mean, some, yeah. some, some things yeah. that I hear that is there unmastered, the levels are so off, it's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, how'd that one come to be? How, take, take me through your creative process a little bit. Um, most of the time with these songs, I will end up uh, coming up with something, and then I can't stop and let wait for the other guys just because it's the way I work. So I will finish it if I come up with something most likely. Um, and it's just from years and years of just writing by myself. I kind of just zone in on once I find that cool riff, then I'll just zone in on it and work with it and just finish all of it. And then I'll bring it to them and we'll, we'll finalize the arrangement together and then we'll put in whatever styles of whatever stuff we do. That song, I wrote that song about the movie Desperate Living by John Waters. Because hmm. I love John Waters. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> it's that's one thing. I'm. It's 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 a it's a hard line I draw. It's like because I'm as a musician, I'm always interested to hear where the music mm-hmm. songwriter got the idea. Right. But it can kind of be a buzzkill in some capacities, especially if there's a song that you're super attached to, means so much to you, mm-hmm. and then you find out like. Yeah, that was you just something. Out I had way, to do a yeah. filler for it. Took like five minutes, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, yeah, so for me as a bass player, it's always been like, and I'm sure it's any musicians this way. It's like they'll they bring something to me or something, and I hear it, and then I kind of I take my own take. I put my you know my own work into it. You yep. know my own bass lines. Yep, but it's just bringing it's structured the, inside. You yep. know what they're trying to capture. It's so. just bringing the basic chord structures and everything and changes and all that stuff, and then it's all right. We have it down. This is how many times we're doing it this time. Blah, blah, blah throughout the song. Then you just keep playing it. We will practice our stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't know, at least 50 times or so before we even start talking about taking it out and playing it in front of people. What are some influences that you, you, uh, when is, at least if someone were to ask you, like, what shapes your, uh, your pattern as a songwriter? Like, what are some names that you, you maybe would reach for? Um, there's, yeah, there's, cause Semp knows I, I don't really have like, I, yeah, I bring a I, lot of different stuff. You and, do. Yeah. Cause um, I know you're, you guys, you're a big Stooges kind of MC, you know? Yeah. But vibe. like that song's closer to like, uh, like screeching weasel or something like that. Yeah. Has had a very upbeat, uh, at least the beat to it was yeah, just that classic nineties pop punk stuff from lookout records and that kind of stuff. I really loved. Yeah. Same. Um, and but I don't think we don't have any other songs that sound like that one. Yeah, it's like our songs are kind of unique. All of them have their kind of unique, you know, thing about them. I guess and, you know, even though they're still in the same world of punk rock, it's just you know, they it's crazy. <laughs> well, cool, man. Let's do the next one. Let's check it's, it out. What's it called? Uh, let's go. <laughs> Road to nowhere. Road to nowhere. <laughs>
song sound uh, that one sounds way different than the other one uh you'll have to indulge me a little bit on on uh maybe what what drove that one or the um, idea that that one was just finding that intro riff because i was just i i practice a lot and i'll just go and i'll just fuck around and i'll just play and i'll play and i'll play and i'll come up with something and then that one just came up and i went oh that's really cool so it's one of those things where i just keep going and going and going and writing it um words were uh i kind of went uh kind of like it was an old medicine show like the old snake oil salesman kind of stuff on that um i don't maybe it's just the little uh country-ish kind of lead part that's there on like the pre-chorus and stuff like that i don't know uh but it's usually with lyrics because it takes me a while to come up with what sounds right like i i'm just i'll there's songs that i just have that i haven't written lyrics for because it just i haven't found the right line for it to uh hit my imagination or whatever i have the same problem when it comes to the creative process is is i it's like i speak guitar can you guys speak guitar because i don't speak lyricist Mm -hmm. and i'm yeah Yeah. (laughs) i've always been more on the music side than i probably was on the lyrics side i would say that lyrics is probably I mean, it's weird. If I sit down and I do it, I, I, I can write some funny stuff. You know, I'm more, I find I'm more humorous in my stuff, or I'll write something too serious. You know what I mean? Well, and I like don't have some that of nice, these, just fun song, you know? I needed that deadline to actually finish off some of them because I just, whenever we play, I sing fucking gibberish on some of it, just trying to at least get that rhythm of the line right, the right, syllables right. and everything worked out. And then uh, it just helped me focus in on actually trying to finish what I fucking have a hard time trying to finish sometimes. <laughs> so when, when you guys come in and, and is it different every time? Like you have like finished songs you bring to the group. Is there a point when you guys all sit down with a, you know, all right, so we're going to sit down and write a song and then y'all. Yeah. Most of the time, if it's anything besides me, it's me and Simp working out. Uh, and we've, uh, I don't think any of the songs here, have uh where we both wrote it but on those songs he'll usually bring up something uh chord changes that are a little bit awkward that i wouldn't think of which is really nice whenever you're working with somebody that just has that other little bit that's not in your head yeah Um, i'm kind of like the one you you when you show me a song like even though you bring it to me it's probably not going to come out exactly the way that you had it the original time that you had because i'm going to i'm going to alter it into my liking i guess yeah Like, I have to, that's just me. That's my identity in any music that I play, you know. Um, They give me, basically say, hey, here's the playground you can play in. 
do some of that fancy yeah. stuff. Hey, they, these they are they the chord changes. There, you know, just kinda, hit the one on the chord yeah, changes. Like, I'm not. I I don't know. I'm 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 a different kind of bass player. I don't play as traditional as some do. I play in different ways. Like I have more of like I just all like I'm attacking you musically a lot. Or in like caught stealing, you know, I do things that are more, um, you know, like I guess just kind of fun, kind of fun, you know, beats. I kind of think because I've always loved caught stealing for the funness. It was always a fun band I played in. And, it brings cool vibes. Not to bring. I'm not trying to be. I know we're talking about the killing. I'm like, <laughs> let me throw a spot in there for God stealing. Ah, we'll, Whatever. Shout them all no, out. Dustin's fucking been see. on twice. Whatever, man. Yeah, I know. They didn't even bring me on. I was like, what? See, like, so what are you doing? Come on. Getting treated like a wet food stamp. I was like, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> Dustin is such the. He embodies the true drummer uh, aspect yeah. of everything because he's the he's one of these guy we've literally called him last minute. Hey, can you come on the show? Yeah, I'll be there. Like, yeah. uh, then he comes and tells us he's in working all these different bands, and I'm like, man, you're just uh, you're that guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're we're band junkies. That's what I think of it. Like, I know. But you want to do one more? Let's do the other one. Let's do the last one. Or there was three they sent, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. going on in that song yeah <laughs> yeah take us through that process or especially the recording I, I like that double guitar part um 
That's uh, you have to forgive me. I'm not well, super well versed in in the national punk rock mm-hmm. scene and these different little labels, but um, we're not always either. Though. It's yeah, it, there's no. so much of it. Like it's such a big flooded scene, you know. And and uh, but <clears throat> guitar solos in punk rock, just uh-huh. traditional that I've heard. It's always short and sweet and very much follows the melody usually if mm-hmm. they put one in at all. Um, but the double track sound you had going there was pretty cool. I don't know. Did you use a divider or did you have um, two guys or? Yeah, it's whenever that part comes on the, on the second half of that solo, then Dave just jumps in and doubles me on that part. Um, I just thought it sounded more like a, uh, like an orchestral part. You know, it has that kind of thing that would have been nice to have those cellos in there, but like the who we couldn't afford it. Uh, we should have put the cello, cello, cello part in there. Um, <laughs> I'm upset with myself now that I didn't get to play the piano. Uh, no. Yeah, you could have. We should have mic that one up in there. It would have been fun. Yeah, I can't play the piano very no, well. And but then, I'll, um, give me long enough, and I'll dig with it, and I'll come up with figure a something out. I mean, and then we both it might have, sound demonic. Uh, it might sound I don't know. Like it's hard to say. And then we both have fuzz waz, and it's we throw those weed. on, and that's fun. <laughs> Daredevil fuzzwa pedals. Oh yeah, yep. are you endorsing them now? <laughs> I love Daredevil pedals, man. I've never, yeah. honestly. Uh, well, that's one thing I was trying. I thought I might get into. I, I built a couple pedals for some guys, yep. and I was like, I could probably do this. And then another buddy of mine was like, Yeah, there's already three like really good pedal makers mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, and I'm like, three. Yeah, Dave works for one of the like uh, not a pedal manufacturer, but they do the powder coating and the. Uh, all the, the drilling and yeah, stuff like that. Casings. Oh yeah, yep. And yep. In Norman F five. Oh cool. Yeah, he's like plug. <laughs> Trying to endorse. Hell yeah, man! Old blood noise is here in Norman too. I I didn't know about them until until I was having that conversation. But and then Keeley and Walrus is here yep. too. I'm like, man, I'm not getting into that. Yep. Yeah, no. Now I'm, I'm going to start winding pickups. That's my thing. <laughs> I guess I'm going to start winding pickups. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go down the line, you know. Well, yeah. so all right, take take me through a little bit of the gear talk here as far as when you guys play um what do you like to what do you like to play through as far as, you know, guitar and cabinet? Uh Dave has a uh Fender uh twin reverb uh that he uses most of the time. Um but he trades and I'm not for sure exactly his setup right now, but I know yeah. he will always have that. Uh he's got a nice full pedal board and he got a new Novo guitar. Uh, that he's in love with. Uh, it's very nice and beautiful, David. It's very good choices. Very good job. Um, I have a Marshall Origin 50 combo. Um, and my pedal board, I use almost a uh, Green Russian Big Muff almost all the time. I have that on all the time, but I just love that pedal. Um, I have a... Uh, Damn it, I'm not going to be able to think of the reverb pedal that I have. Um, and that's going to... Yeah, who knows? You guys change those it. things up with uh, Daredevil, Fuzzwa. Like now, after that long list, you know, I use... And then on that recording, <laughs> I was using mostly Hallmark uh, 65 Customs and Hallmark Stradet <sighs> guitars there. Gorgeous. I use a made in Mexico jazz bass and a Fender Fender Rumble 500. Yeah, so we're just gonna plug talk it straight that. in. Just huh? plug that yeah. shit in. We're going to talk go. about the Hallmark guitars more now. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk gear all day, man. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm shamelessly yeah. a gearhead when yeah. it comes to yeah. that stuff. I just bought a Charvel um, 
like Sin Demas Pro uh, base, basically. It's kind of like a PJ, basically. and It's got like a roasted maple neck. I love that thing. It's funny that it's like you talk to a lot of people and it's they put off the idea or at least the look that I don't give a fuck about how I sound, my tone, and then it's like, do you? If I, I took you to Guitar I, Center and I gave you five I think grand, you do. You really do. But I mean that's a that's an endless search too, man. I mean most people can get sounding decent with a decent guitar and a Marshall. I mean mm-hmm. that'll get you halfway there most every time. But I mean yeah. my first bass that I played on when in my pain relief days was an Ibanez TR bass, which is basically the SR or whatever what the whatever they made it now, you know. And that, I mean that thing was like playing on a board. It was it was terrible, but I still made sounds with it. You know, I still made music with it, and I had like an old crate like amp, yeah. bass amp, yeah. and yeah. dude, that thing carried me through so many bad shows. It was like it was, it, but you know, over time, I you know I upgraded eventually. For a lot of years, I played through a Harky with an SWR head, and SWR is a, a company with bass, at least with bass gear that doesn't get enough love. SWR, man, they're they're really powerful heads. They sound really good. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I I tried to model along with, especially when, like when I was learning how to play guitar, the Line Six. Everybody had the Line oh, Six yeah. Spider. Every fucking body, and uh, and then it's like when you when you get to a point when you have to turn the volume up, it's like oh, these modeling amps they sound great like in your bedroom practicing, mm-hmm. but when you get to playing with a band, it's just shit. And then then the search for how to figure that out happened. I, and, yeah. I think I've, I think when I see it as from a perspective staring, you know, seeing guitarists play, I think usually when they play live, if they play with tubes, they get that hotter, more, you know, sound that they're looking for out there. Like if you have some kind of tube amp, but then whenever you're playing in a studio, that's when the line six amps and stuff come in. Cause they're a lot more consistent with the sound as opposed to, you know, amp in some mic that the sound could come in and yeah. out. Yeah. You know, airwaves from your speakers. They, no, they resonate that. a certain way, you know? I don't believe you. Yeah. You I believe want you. to not, but the more and more, um, and especially with these these just digital rigs that are in studios now, like, I remember took a, I took a class that showed, we did actual tape, analog, splice, recording, and then they we had, like, the first gen of Pro Tools, and we started learning that, and I was like, ooh, but it sounded like shit still. Like yeah. analog recording was still the way to go as far as putting out a record. Mm-hmm. But now, man, it's very difficult to have the argument analog versus digital mm-hmm. with the with the stuff that's out now. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate it, because I love big old tube amps. Yeah, you know, I like yeah. that. Well, you know, even when bass, a lot of bassists, when they first start playing, they go and buy, like, the big giant 15 or, you know, let's get a 15 and get that. But I've found that the cone size actually matters, like, on how fast your guitar or bass, whatever you're playing, responds. Like, if the if the if if it's smaller, it's going to attack a lot faster than something that has to hit this whole big thing and come back. You know what I mean? So that's why, for me as a bassist, I started using 10s. Like, a lot of bassists, they'll use, like, 12s or even 15s. And I'm like, uh, nah, give me those 10s because I play too fast. I want every note to be heard. You know, I don't, I don't want it I to be you. muffled. <laughs> and, you know. I don't know if I believe that either. I, I do. Moving a lot My of air. But yeah, I, moving I, a lot I, of air. And you want to move it, like, attention. rapidly if you're playing fast. The smaller cones <laughs> make it move faster. No, I was just looking right at your face. And, and that's I your education attention. Attention. today, kids. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. I, this is the physics lesson. 
Well, where do we go from here, guys? Like, uh, I know we got the gig coming up at the Blue Note here on December 15th. Tell us a little yes. bit about that. Um, that is us and Psychotic Reaction. I don't know why I'm looking at you because I know you do not remember who's playing. I don't know. You asked uh, me to play Psychic the show. Psychic That's, <laughs> that that's true. Um, <laughs> and I, I got asked, too, and I just completely... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to take over. And Simp, yeah. I'm being professional. Yeah. And You're in sweet the wrong nothing. place, brother. <laughs> uh, sweet nothing. <laughs> well, that's why I wore the tuxedo today. Well, sweet nothing, the band? Is that a band? Sweet nothing. Okay. Yes, okay. they are in... They are from out of town. I can't remember from where. I think everybody else is the metro region, at least. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, southwest, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm going to feel like a hill if well, I'm anyways, Yeah, our buddy's uh, psychotic reaction will be on that show. So yes. We're real good friends with those guys. and um, we're, It know. seemed like with psychotic reaction, once COVID shows started happening again, uh, that's whenever we started playing with them more. Yeah. Because we played a couple shows Man, before that, this. and then COVID, and then we started back, and it was us and them for yeah. Like, we were like the, the early ones shows. that were like, "All right, guys, it's kind of like whenever someone came out of like a nuclear like fallout, you yeah. know, shelter, <laughs> and they're yes. coming out. We'll be the first ones that step yeah. out because that's like, how COVID come was. On, you know, come play shows like, with us. Nobody shows up. Hell, y'all are gonna wear Dustin out. He's double yeah. duty then. Oh uh, yeah, he's, he does. he's fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's just fine. Well, what do you guys got uh, leading into the next year? You guys got anything you want to promote, put out here before we wrap it up? Whoa. Just the EP that will be out at some point. I don't know. We're, we're still working out the once we get it finalized. We were hoping out. December, but it'll probably be January. January, early um, February, maybe. We'll okay. have, uh, you got a working show. title? or It should be The Killings Road to Nowhere. Yeah, okay. that's what EP, we're going to go with. Four song EP. Uh, wonderful songs that you've heard today. <laughs> all, all mastered. Uh, pretty soon. <sighs> I love it. Nice plug. <laughs> you did great. Man, I'm running out of air right towards the end. I'm doing all right. No, and I'm it. the smoker. You know what I mean? I'm the one that smokes all the cigarettes and everything. I don't smoke tobacco. I don't want to, but unfortunately I do. Maybe that needs to be my New Year's resolution. You know, you need to get strep throat because I got strep throat, and that's what caused me to stop smoking cigarettes mine was just the damn it was one winter got super cold uh-huh. and like i said my wife we ain't smoking in the house yeah, so we gotta go outside and, yeah. like, no you know, i just I wanted know. to i wanted to uh, sit on the couch yeah. for three days and then i went well what's the point now it's just supposed to be the three days withdrawal so all right i didn't feel any withdrawal it was sweet wonderful strep throat that? <laughs> <laughs> bigger, bigger problems strep throat saved my life that's our new uh, that's gonna be our new ep there <laughs> Sweet, wonderful strep throat. (laughs) Well, all right, guys. Uh, The EP due out soon. January. January ish. Ish. Yeah. Early. Early January ish. The first quarter of 2023. Called The Road to Nowhere. And if you guys want to check out The Killings with Psychotic Reaction at the Blue Note, December 15th, that's coming up. Guys, thanks for coming in, man. Hey, yeah, it. this guys. is fun. Thanks this for was, having us. We did, we did okay. Yeah, we did oh, okay. Gosh. Did fine, <laughs> we man. Did all right. We're gonna have to run it by the lawyers. The bar's not set extremely high <laughs> up here at the sure. local earshot. Yeah. <laughs> not thank you guys for having us on. Awesome, man. Jonathan, uh, let the people know how they can help us if they so want to. 
All right, the uh, local earshot podcast. We are a value for value podcast. What that means is that you, if you got any value from the show, you just take that and put a nice little number and send it right back to us, and that would be your treasure. Uh, if you are a business or you work in the music industry and you want to sponsor an episode, then uh, you can hit me up at john at the local earshot dot com or Brad on our Instagram page, and we can talk about sponsorship. Um, as for time, you know, thank you for listening to the show. I, I, I know that there's like millions of podcasts out there, so I'm glad that you guys chose to listen and me and Brad's, you know, show. Um, and then as for, um, talent, if you are an artist and you want to be on the show and you want to talk about music, then you can reach out to me at john at the local or Brad on our Instagram page. Thank you for listening. Love y'all. See y'all. Bye-bye.